Thank you for listening to the Cultivate Church audio podcast. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and motivated. Now here's today's message. All right, all right. Good morning, everyone. Man, I'm so glad you guys are here with us today. We are in the second week of a series that we've called On Display. And you know what's so crazy, what's so awesome is, is we're going to bring a message today, really speaking to the things going on in culture around us. But here's what's awesome. Here's what's even crazier about this kind of stuff is, is Pastor Brandon and I, we get together and we get with our creative team in October of every year. October of every year, we pray through, God, how do, what do you want us to speak to our church? And isn't it crazy? This has happened over the years. It's happened more than I can count. The times when we've, had, when we've walked through something as a church or we've walked through something as a culture, as a community, as a society, that things that we planned months ago, months ago, six to eight months ago sometimes, fall right in line with what we're walking through today. Like it, it speaks directly to where we are in our families, in our homes, uh, in our communities. Many of us, many of you already know that like you know people. I was speaking with someone today who has family members uh, in New York, and, and they've been affected drastically, even more so than we have as a community and in our own families. Uh, we know people, and we've seen people, and we've watched. I mean, if you're like any of us, you've like today is the best day because it's the final. Like we get an hour where we're not watching CNN or or Fox or like stuck to our phones watching all of the chaos around us. It's a moment where we can just breathe and get a new reality from God's word. And, and so I want you to pull out your notes this morning, and we're going to dive in. In week two, we've titled your message, Timeless Products. Timeless Products. How many of you know that the devil has been trying for thousands and thousands of years to snuff out the Holy Spirit, to snuff out the presence of God? Can I tell you, he is timeless. There's not a thing he could ever try or do or work through uh, to snuff out the presence of God. As a matter of fact, historically, the harder he has ever tried, the stronger the church has ever gotten. And that's what I want to bring to our attention today because we need to live our lives on display. The world is watching. They're watching. They're watching now more than ever. At times, they're watching and uh, they're, they're going, I can't believe they got that kind of, you know what I mean, that kind of faith or that kind of uh, uh, resolve in their lives or in their heart. Like, why aren't they panicking like we're panicking? That's really what people are saying. But, you know, Scripture tells us, come on, it's real, that peace passes understanding. The peace of God goes far beyond what we can comprehend. So that's our heart today, that we experience that, that we feel that. But not only do we feel it, we put it on display for the world to see. I love Philippians 127. It's our theme verse this month. It says, above all. Come on, let's say that word. Above all. Above all. There is no better translation. There's not a, there's not a different translation. Above every other thing, we must live our lives as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news of Christ. Come on, there's never been a better time for us to do that as followers of Jesus. Above everything else, come on, above everything else around us and going on in our lives today, we're going to live our lives 
as citizens of heaven. What does that mean? It means this. Come on, the Bible says that we are strangers and pilgrims in this world. We are passing through. This is not our final destination. We have a greater thing to look forward to. And I'm telling you today that we're not going to live our lives as only as if, as if this was all there was. Paul said, if you're living your life as if this is all there is, then we are of all men most miserable. Come on, if this is all there is, if this is all we've got, Come on, we're, we're, we're up a creek, aren't we? Come on, if this is all we've got, we're in bad shape. But we are citizens of a, of a place called heaven. Jesus said, I've gone to prepare a place for you. And that's our home, citizens of heaven, conducting ourselves as a manner worthy of the good news of Christ. Last week, we talked about what that looks like. We talked about being on display, that the world is watching. And we, uh, we shared with you this term, that's been developed over the years in marketing lingo, and they say this, that eye level is bi-level. Eye level is bi-level. What does that mean? It means that inherently, people purchase what they see first. So if they're walking through a supermarket, things are particularly placed at eye level, and, and, and statistics have shown that really it doesn't even matter because only one-third of things that you would purchase on any given time is actually what you need. And come on, that statistic over the last couple of days has drastically uh, dropped, hasn't it? Come on. <laughs> we, we're buying everything we see in sight, right? So that's what the only one-third are, are actually things that you need, but the things that you see, you impulse. Impulse grabs you and you just buy it, meaning people buy what they see. And that same thing is true in our lives today. People will buy what they see in your life. They're going to buy into what you project. So if I'm being a jerk five out of six, seven days out of the week, six or seven, you know, if I'm being a jerk most of the time, but I go to church on Sunday, what are they doing? They're going to buy, the buy level is your, what you project to the world. Come on, if I'm, if I'm living a life of fear and if I'm living a life of anxiety six days out of the week, but that one day out of the week I'm, I'm lifting the name of Jesus high and I'm living in, in faith and, and, and it's rising up, they're going to buy into what they see. Come on, if I share on social media every crazy, chaotic thing that's going on in the world, but my faith is only personal, eye level is eye level. Eye level is by level. They're buying into what they see. What, are that, what am I saying? I'm saying this, church, that the world is watching. They're looking at us. They're looking at us. And can I tell you, on the front end, like they always did even with God himself, come on, everybody thought Noah was a lunatic until it rained. Y'all know what I'm saying? Everybody thought he was crazy till it rained. People think you're crazy believing Jesus trusting in God, saying, man, I'm not going to cower in fear. I'm going to rise up in faith. That's crazy until on the back end of it, they realize that the power of God is real, powerful, and effective, right? So eye level is by level. So today, I want to bring to you just a message. What am I going to do? How can I? We're timeless products. Come on, we're timeless, not because of us, but because of the Spirit of God in us. I'm going to share with you a passage of Scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Another translation, you've probably heard it over the years, of power, love, and of a sound mind, of sound judgment. What does that mean? It means that when the world is going crazy, when culture around me is, is running in fear, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, 
but of power, love, and of self-discipline. Power, love, and a sound mind. God, how can, you, how can the world see this through me? What can the world do to see this through me? I don't want to just quote it. I don't want to just read it. I want to live it. I want to live it out. So what does that look like? Let's pray. We're going to pray. We're going to open God's word, and we're going to dive in together. Father, we love you. Man, we're grateful for your word today. Today more than ever, I'm grateful that your word is alive and breathing and real. Today more than ever, I'm grateful that it is for us, for your church, and for this city. So God, today, I pray, we don't just come and go through the motions. Father, today, I pray that we get a word from you for us that'll make a difference in our lives. Help us, God, to be the church, the hands and feet of Jesus and that you would get all the glory and all the honor out of it. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. All right, number one, see this through me. How does the world see it? Number one, I want you to know the world needs to see power through me. He needs to see power through me. Come on, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. I want you to understand. I want you to understand, listen, church, it is very serious. What's going on, this pandemic, it's a very serious thing. But I want you to also know that the enemy has latched onto it, and he, it, it is a real spirit of fear around this world. There is a spirit of fear hovering over homes and over workplaces and over schools and over people. And I'm telling you, the Bible says God hasn't given us this spirit. This spirit will try to force its way in, but I want you to know this is what he has given us. He's given us power, power. Ephesians 3.20 says this, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we ask or even think. Eve, infinitely more than we might ask or think. Come on, he, he's able to accomplish infinitely more than we could ask, think. One translation says even imagine. According to his power at work within us. What does that mean? It means this, church. It means that we as followers of Jesus, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. Come on, the Bible teaches us we have authority not by our name, not by our might, through the power of the Holy Spirit to display the power of God, to project the power of God in our community. Come on, in our cities. It's only by the power of God that any good thing has ever happened or been accomplished. The same spirit that raised Christ from the grave lives within us. God is our shelter. Come on, he is our fortress as we practice an abundance of caution as a church navigating this literal world crisis that we're in. Come on, I want to remind us that this isn't a place of fear. It's a place of power. God's given us power. We have power in what we say. You want to write that down? Come on, we have power in what we say. The Bible tells us this in Proverbs 18 and 21. You want to write down that reference. The tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. Let me explain that to you. You get what you sow. It's the principle of God's word, right? It's the principle of sowing and reaping. Come on, if you sow in fear, you're going to reap in fear. If you sow in bitterness, you're going to reap in bitterness. If you sow in anxiety, you're going to reap in anxiety. We have the power, come on, say power, one, two, three, power of life and death. Those who love it will eat its 
fruit. We have power in what we say. Can I encourage you, church? Come on, don't be found. Don't be found speaking death over anything in any circumstance. Come on, over your marriage, over your job, over the coronavirus situation, over the culture situation, over the stuff going on. Come on, stay off of social media. Nobody needs our commentary. They need our encouragement. Nobody. There's enough commentary going on in the world. Come on, over the last three days, I have seen more information thrown in my face than I can consume over the next 95 days, over the next 100 days. Like, it's just overwhelming. The world doesn't need our commentary. Come on, we have the power of life and death. They need, what they need is our encouragement. What they need is saying, you know what? We don't know the answer of tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow holds. What we do know is God is in control of tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen next week, but can I tell you, I serve a God who absolutely knows. And his ways are higher than our ways and bigger than our ways. And, and we may not always understand his hand, but I can tell you as a follower of Jesus, I can trust his plan right? I can trust his plan. His, the Bible tells us that he has a good plan, one to prosper us, not to harm us. There's never been a time in history where something like this has happened that God hasn't turned it around for our good. So we have power in what we say. The next thing I'll share with you is we have power in what we display. There's power in what we display. Come on, if you're fearful, your sphere of influence is going to be fearful. If you're faith-filled, You'll build the faith in those around you. The world is watching our response. There is power in how we conduct and handle ourselves. There's power in it. Like, they're watching the church. We have power through the Holy Spirit. Here's what I want you to understand, though. Power is developed. Can I tell you that? Power is something that's developed. Come on, anybody in here has ever worked out before? None of you have ever walked in the gym having never worked out, put 400 pounds on a bar, and benched it right up. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because power is developed. You learn technique. You learn how to do it. You start with a little bit, and you move up to the next little bit. Come on, I started working out when I was 13 years old in school on a consistent basis, and I was, I'm, I'm talking, I was a senior in high school before I ever got up to 200 plus or 300 pounds on a bench press. It took years of work. It took time, and it took, uh, it took uh, my commitment to be in the gym. Can I tell you, power is developed, and the power of God, look, come on, God is all-powerful. He is all, like, he, he, can, he owns the, like, there is nothing he can't do, Right? But it's his power in you is developed. So I want to encourage you. It's given by God, but it's developed in us. So that means, what does that mean, Brandon? It means that I, I've been given a, a spirit, like power, love, and a sound mind. I've been given this power, but I, I can only operate in, in, in as much as being developed in me. I can only operate in the power of God as much as I'm allowing him to develop that power in me. So what does that mean? It means I want you to spend less time on social media and the, and the news channels and more time in a prayer closet. I want us to spend less time on television and more time on the, in the face of God and in God's word. In times of crisis and chaos, can I tell you, the world and culture is not where we need to turn. The world and culture is what we need to look at least, and we need to look most at the presence and power of God in our lives. We have power in what we say, and we have power in what we display. And can I tell you, the more time I spend in a, in a moment in the presence of God, the more power I can display in front of those around us. You'll have more courage. You'll have more strength. You'll have more peace. Anxiety will start to fall out. 
And the power and, and hope and presence of God will begin to rise in you. I'm not saying don't practice caution. I'm not saying don't be, uh, don't be uh, uh, like, like don't practice the uh, guidelines laid out by the people around us. But what I am saying, practice caution, practice common sense, and then, and then let faith rise up in you. Come on, we have power in what we say. We have power in what we display. And can I tell you, church, the world needs to see a display of God's power now more than they ever have before. We have power. Number two, this one's huge, we have love. Come on, he hadn't given us a spirit of fear. This spirit's hovering over our cities, our cultures. We don't have a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Come on, Philippians 2 says it this way. If I could speak all the languages of earth and angels, but didn't love others... I would be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, but I understood all of God's secrets and plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such good faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, come on, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I had to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I will have gained nothing. Come on, we could step up socially and do all the things socially that the, that the world could ever contain. But if love wasn't in what we're doing, come on, it's absolutely nothing. What is love? Come on, church, this is our time. Come on, we, we, we have power in what we display. Love is patient. It's kind. It's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love, check it out, never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages, special knowledge will be useless, will become useless, but love will last forever. Come on, we're all walking through a season that none of us in our lifetime have ever seen. Y'all know that. Like, this is something that we've never seen before. The, the coronavirus has caused mass hysteria. Come on, fear is really settling in with culture around us. So how can we become givers of light when the world that don't have Jesus, they're panicking? We will show Come on, we're not hoarders, we're givers, right? Come on, we're not going to hoard everything away. We're going to give. We're going to be generous. We're going to help those people in need. Come on, we're going to find single moms who are struggling to make it through the next couple of weeks, and we're going to be over. We're going to be above and beyond generous. Come on, we're going to find kids who need food, and we're going to feed them. We're going to help the elderly who are stuck in their homes forever how long. We're going to find ways to serve them and love them and be the hands and feet of Jesus to them. We must show patience, kindness, hope and faith. I love 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. You want to write that reference down. I didn't put it in your notes. It just, I found it this morning. It says this, that such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. Can I tell you the greatest way for the local church to rise up and begin to expel a spirit of fear in our culture is to simply love people. Come on, where, what's an opportunity? Come on, looking, um, like find a need, meet a need. This is not a time for us to hide in seclusion, 
but to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Social distancing is not relational distancing. You understand? Just because we have to, like, we're, we're following these guidelines, it doesn't mean that not, not to call and check on your neighbor. It doesn't mean not to call and check on your small group. It doesn't mean to not, like, get on Amazon and as soon as they ever, like, fill back up the stock, send, some, send something to somebody in need. We're going to use common sense, but we're going to be above and beyond loving our community. Come on, I want, I want on the back end of this thing that there be stories that says, you know what, we would have never made it through if it weren't for the local church. We would have never seen anything good happen if it weren't for Cultivate Church, if it weren't for XYZ Church in this community and in that community and around the world. The local church needs to rise up and be the hope that the world needs. Come on, we're going to love people. When we, when, we, when we can't see what goes on, listen, there's no better organization, there's no better entity, there's no better living organism to bring hope and darkness than the local church. Why? Because we're the only thing that walks by faith and not by sight anyways. We ought to be used to not knowing what tomorrow holds. We ought to be used to not knowing what next week holds. God, we're not walking by what we see, we're walking by faith. So God, in faith we believe that we're going to rise up and we're going to love people unconditionally. Come on, you need to be thinking right now, what are some ways that I can love my community? What are some ways that I can love my neighbors? We had a, we had a family yesterday. They were driving all over, uh, the, really, the, 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 the local region here, and they were picking up supplies. And the, you know why? Not for themselves. They were doing it to give to people who couldn't find supplies. So they've got it, and they've been going to houses. We, uh, there was somebody on social media the other day doing a drive-by teepee drop-off. They were just driving to people's houses, chunking teepee in their yard, saying, this is for you because I know you couldn't find it anywhere else. They're just loving people. Loving people. How can we love people? And the last thing I'll share with you, come on, we've got self-discipline. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, power, love, self-discipline, a sound mind, sound judgment. Philippians 3 says it this way. Paul says, not only that I have, not that I have already obtained this or that I have arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He took hold of us for a reason, church. He said, brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself to have yet taken hold of it. But one thing I do, I'm forgetting what's behind. I'm straining forward on what's ahead. I press on to the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I want you to understand, as followers of Jesus, we're not on this flat plane walking around. Can I tell you that? Listen, we're not on this flat plane walking around never going anywhere. God has called us heavenward. Come on, as we live out our lives, as every day that we walk, every day that we wake up, every moment that we take a breath, we're taking a step closer to heaven. Come on, we're taking a step closer to, the, to, to one day. The Bible says, Paul said, right now we see dimly, but one day we will see clearly through the, perfect, through the perfection of Christ Jesus. Our faith fuels our function, church. Come on, we've been given a power of, uh, of power, love, and a sound mind, self-discipline. My faith fuels my function, meaning what I do is a direct result of how strong my faith is. How I respond is a direct result to how my faith is functioning and growing. Because we understand, church, that without work, faith, without faith, work is dead, right? We will work diligently. Come on, we're, we're asking God for his wisdom, not the world's wisdom. We live out his common sense and work because of our hope in 
Jesus. Listen, we're not going to run and hide. We're going to help be the answer as the local church. This is an incredible opportunity. Come on, to be self-disciplined in how we talk and how we serve and how we act. Come on, the world needs to hear resounding. God is in control. One thing we do, come on, we're not looking to the left. We're not looking to the right. We're looking to Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher of our faith. He has given us a sound mind. I love this. Romans 8, 15. You want to write this reference down. For you haven't been given a spirit of slavery. Listen to this. We've not been given a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. But the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And I tell you today, God's got a perfect plan. And though we don't see We don't walk by what we see. We walk by faith. I want to pray with you. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? Right where we are. Maybe you're watching online from wherever you are in the world today. I want to encourage you today. Come on, I know if you're breathing, there is a spirit of fear hovering over your life and your heart. But God hasn't given us that spirit. He's given us a spirit. Power, love, and a sound mind, self-discipline. So come on, we're going to follow guidelines and regulations, and we're going to use common sense, but we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. We're going to let people see faith rise up in us. We're not going to run and hide in fear. We're going to help be the answer to fear and anxiety and worry in this world. Come on, maybe you're tuning in today, and you'd be honest with yourself, and fear has gripped your heart. I'm going to be honest with you, that's easy. That's, that's, that'd be a really easy thing to see happen right now. It'd be real easy. And I'd be lying if I told you that it, it hadn't tried to attack us and our home and our family. Come on, fear is a real thing. It's a real spirit. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. The power of God in you and through you Come on, has already conquered death, hell, and the grave. So maybe today you would be honest with yourself and you go, I need a relationship with Jesus. Come on, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I want to know that if tomorrow holds eternity, I want to know where my eternity is going to be. I'm going to invite you into a brand new relationship with Jesus. That connect card we spoke about, I'm going to invite you to pull that out. On it, there's a spot that says, I'm committing my life to Jesus. I want you to mark that on that card today. Come on, we're going to be praying for you this week. We're going to be in contact, giving you some next steps on your faith journey with Jesus. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer right where you are. Father, we're grateful for your kindness. We're grateful that you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Father, in times of chaos in our world, we can stand firm knowing that you're in control. So God, we're not going to go to the news stations. We're going to go to a prayer closet. God, we're not going to We're not going to speak death. We're going to speak life. We're we're not going to trust. We're not going to trust in in culture, in the world. We're going to trust in the word of God. So, Father, today, I pray for my friends who need a personal relationship with you. Right now, we would all say, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Next week holds. Next year holds. But, God, we do know that you hold tomorrow. So, Father, we're here today, and we confess our sins to you. 
There's nothing good in any of us apart from you. Thank you for dying on a cross, Jesus. Conquering death, hell, and the grave. Conquering all of my pain, all of my hurt, all of my anxiety, all of my fears. I lay it all at the foot of the cross today. And Jesus, I pick up your peace that passes understanding. Let it guard my heart and my mind. Thank you for settling my eternity. Thank you for throwing my sins as far as the east is from the west, never to bring it up again. From this day forward, I follow you as my Savior, and I commit to follow you as my Lord. You are the ruler of my life. So from this day forward, I'm going to live a life on purpose that honors you. And you're going to get all the glory and all the honor out of my life. Jesus, we thank you for these things. We thank you for peace and power and love and self-discipline and a sound mind. Get all the honor out of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, come on, church. Can we celebrate him today? Come on, we give him his best. Come on, he's worthy.